It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Happy Victory Monday. I think we could do that. Victory Sunday, Victory mm-hmm. Monday. I am your host, Big Play Dave, alongside the crew, Chris McNeil. How are you, sir? Good, Dave. Excited after the Cavs run, the Browns winning, the Cavs winning tonight. Good karma right now. There we go. Gab Cruz, what's happening? Long time no see. <laughs> Long time no see. Long Mondays. Long Mondays. Dollar Dog Nick in the production suite over there. How are you, sir? Doing good. Still dragging a little from the boxing event. Yeah. Did you guys have fun at that? It was a, it was a blast. Our buddy Tim Van Newhouse put on quite a show for some big play boxing. So glad it's over, but that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Dave, I think for our why. first thing, it was awesome. You go, I went in not, not knowing what to expect, and that was just fantastic. I, for a guy, for me, who doesn't know boxing at all, has never attended a boxing event, to see what you guys put together there, that was just amazing. Gab, you were fantastic. Dave, Nick doing the commentary. I mean, everybody just did a fantastic – even Ken dressing up. <laughs> doing his angry Ken thing. Oh yeah, we wore the fur on the show today. riled up. I mean, everybody had a role, and it, it turned out really, really well. You guys should be proud of that. And it was really a nice event for Cleveland. I'm looking forward to us doing more of this boxing stuff because that's something that you know, Boom Boom Mancini was there, and uh, yeah, there's such a heritage of that up in Northeast Ohio, and it's so nice to bring that back. So. Well done to everyone involved. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the reason Timmy wanted to do it. So we've got a cool boxing, hopefully, series here here in Cleveland for the foreseeable future. So good stuff. More to come on that. Um, Gab, I know we we have this Labatmus 12 Days of yeah. Labatmus Beer them? Advent. Yeah, sure. let's, let's pop you that up. You and I both got quick. one of these. Check that out right there. It is uh, not 12 days, days to Christmas. Of <laughs> so we got to open some of these. To me. Do all 12 tonight. I'm five behind, so I. Are they all? Number know, one, I already honest, had. Oh, you did? Was, num- was oh, a, wow. they a might blue not light. All, they might not all be beer. Let's go number two. Oh, this is awesome. So this is all right, you a can have that. bat. Something. What is it? What is it? Oh. What does it, it, what's it say? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a beer mitten. Stop. All right, we got a beer mitten. Day three. Wow. Rapid fire. Strawberry guava. Okay. Seltzer. Okay. All right, we'll so take, wait, a, we'll take a break them, at day three. 
Some of them are beverages and some of them are gifts. Is that what it, it is? It appears that oh, way. That one's going to be gonna a go for? That one's a beverage. Is it? All See, right. This would be fun. That would be fun to like, oh. like you're supposed to open it in the morning oh, before work. I got grapefruit. Work, so. I know if you have to drink before work or not. I got a rock. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah the kids it. open theirs in the morning. I open mine at night. Ah, I see. All right, cool. All right, we'll oh, keep this going through the whole show. Um, all right, so we have a pretty packed schedule here for the show, so let's get right into it. Cleveland Headlines brought to you by Shaq News. Then we'll have a Labatt Blue Light or whatever else comes out of this this nifty little gift bag with Jake Trotter. Talk some Browns off that win. And then we'll finish up with Big Play Bats previewing this Saturday's Browns-Saints game brought to you by Tipico, the exclusive sports book of Big Play. Let's get it going with some Cleveland headlines. Cleveland headlines. Cleveland headlines. Cleveland Headlines brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News, your go-to site for video games and more. The holiday season is here, so if you need some last-minute gift ideas, check out their Shack News Holiday 2022 Gift Guide for Gamers. And remember, you can join in on all the discussions using the Shack News Cortex and subscribing to their Twitch channel. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at Shack News. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, okay, Browns beat the Ravens 13-3 to Saturday. Weird, kind of weird game. We will we'll obviously take the win. Uh, Chris, takeaways from that game on Saturday. First of all, a win is a win. Absolutely. In December. You know, you got some of the elements. You got the weather there. You know it's the Browns, so it's always going to be a little bit of a weird game. So dismiss some of that, but it's nice to come out of a weird game with a W. Deshaun Watson looked a little bit better this week. You know, you saw the defense stepping up, only allowing three points. That's huge. Um, you know, God knows if we should make the playoffs, and I know there's a very, very slight chance of that ever happening. But those are the types of things that you'd have to do in the playoffs, so it's good to see us starting that. Point four to point seven, Chris. Point four to point seven. I like those odds. I like those odds. No, but uh, but it's good. It, it's nice to you, – you're. I so get used to these games around Christmas where not much is expected and the team doesn't deliver. <laughs> And uh, this was the opposite. Not much, not a whole lot was expected. The team showed up. That was good to see. So a nice victory. Gab, what were your thoughts? I think I'm excited for the fans who went out that game because, um, I don't know, it was just fun looking. The The snow was kind of falling and um, like... Snow globe. I don't know. Yeah. I could see me having fun at that kind of game. I could I could care less about the weather. Just when everybody's out there braving the cold and you got a little bit of the snowflakes going on and then you're seeing a good game unfold and you're staying warm drinking your beers or whatever. I, I'm happy that we got that home win for everybody. And, and yeah, like Chris said, people... Um, our defense really stepped up. Deshaun did look better. Miles yeah. uh, did really well, and um, Denzel Ward. Um, it was nice to see Denzel Ward do more than like one play, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even like John Johnson, we've been ripping on him a decent amount this year. He had a good game. Uh huh. Yeah. Chris, do you think? I I feel like let's rewind one year. 
I feel like we did this last year. We're like, oh, the defense sucks. Oh, it's starting to build. We're getting better. We got to keep Joe Woods. Let's run it back. Oh, we suck again. Are we falling back into that, do you think? Or do you think the defense is actually improving? It seems like it's only in games where the team's bad. it's like prime time. We're playing. <laughs> like Saturday afternoon prime time or like against the Bengals. It's they never play well at Sunday at one. Before we get too far out over our skis, we still didn't do great against the run. We gave up a hundred yard rusher. I mean, I know we only gave up three points overall, but there's still a lot of opportunity for us to improve, I think, on that end of the ball. Um, but no, I, we've seen some improvement. Like you said, we've fallen into this trap before, but it is still good to see improvement for improvement's sake. And hopefully we can see that at the end of the year. And then we do keep him, and he'll have earned it at that point. If we can make it through the end of the year, continuing to, these kind of defensive efforts, then he's got a strong case to come back. Because certainly it wasn't that case, you know, a few weeks ago. Everybody was calling for his head. I have, and, I have um, no idea how the Ravens scored only three points and they only punted once. That's an anomaly, huh? That doesn't even seem like that could happen. No, it's statistically not possible, but when when it comes to the Browns, (laughs) things happen, Dave. You know that. Things just happen. Well, we had a fumble recovery and an interception, right? Yeah, I guess it was the turnovers. Yeah. There we go. World kicker, Tucker. (laughs) He looked horrible. He did. Yeah, that was odd. What do you guys think about the special teams? Was it just a weather thing? Because obviously if Tucker and Cade were both. I'll give Cade York a pass because he made the first two and then Tucker sucked and then he's like, all right, that's the best guy in the world. I guess I can suck for a little bit too. More missed kicks than the World Cup out there on Saturday, huh? Right? (laughs) Huh? Talk about some stats. The big play analytics there. Getting into the weeds. (laughs) Go Chris, how? Getting to crappy weather, and you know things are going to happen like that. Uh, but agreed. That's what concerns me. I mean, Phil Dawson. You look at his first year in the league. His percentage was not very good. He learned how to kick in those type of type of elements, and hopefully, Cade York can do that because that's what we're going to need eventually. We're going to need a kicker who can deal with the cold, can deal with the wind, can deal with the snow globe a little bit. And uh, right now, he's got a long way to go. So our guest coming up, Jake Trotter, he always does a great job putting out the probabilities for the Browns to go to the playoffs. They're slim, but they are looking better now. Point four, point four last week. And okay. then Jake treat, tweeted out today, playoff odds are now up to 0.7. Hey, point seven percent. Are you holding out hope, Chris? We go up another point three. We're at a full percentage chance. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? I, you know, everybody keeps talking about these playoff scenarios, and they always start with, "Well, you know, the Browns went out and then." And it's like, well, let me just stop you there before you go too far. <laughs> You're making a huge assumption right off the bat that the Browns are just going to easily win out, and then these things happen. The Browns need to get that stuff done first. And I think that's what everybody needs to concentrate on, especially, obviously, inside the building there, is let's get it done on the field, and then whatever happens, happens. Either way, we win out, 
you're going to feel pretty good about the team, right? You make the playoffs. Absolutely. So that's where that's where the focus should be. If the playoffs should magically happen, that would be great. I'm not I'm not expecting that in any way. I mean, when you have a 0.7 percent chance, but a win out, either way, you win there. You know, so just keep winning, guys. New Jersey and New England have to lose twice each. Miami, Baltimore, Los Angeles need to lose out. Jacksonville, Raiders can't win out. Easy. Do they have to like contract the team too. <laughs> the team has to get contracted. Before How do you figure end. that out? I wondered about that. Like what? What all? Dollar had Dog to Nick. Wow. Our, our stats department puts it oh, all shout together out for to Dollar us. Dollar Dog for that. Yeah. yeah. Anything you need to add there? No. Well, of the three that need to lose out, I believe only one of them actually has to. If the other, if the if the, if the Jets in New England both lose twice, we'll leapfrog both of them. Okay. Um, and then we just need either Miami, Baltimore, or the Chargers to lose out, I believe. That's just easy. one of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. The I feel p- like we're going to do it. The problem is I think Miami and the Chargers are actually pretty good, and if Lamar comes back, right. I don't think Baltimore is losing out. And people are already saying Cincinnati, if they have it wrapped up, at that point they play each other week 18. Yeah. What if they rest all their – there's just so many. Like Chris said, we got to – I mean, you just have to hope you beat the Saints this week. Like, you can't look ahead to week so 18, obviously. It's but. probably going to happen. And I saw at one point Baker Baker could help us out. I think he plays he plays somebody. The Chargers. I like or one how of I'm just on the screen the whole time. While I'm sorry. Every time I talk, I just I lose track of the camera completely. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Back, back to you, Dave. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I love it. Right, so I think it's going to happen. Point seven. It's going to go up next week. We'll we'll see what happens. All right. Um. Let's quickly talk Cavs. They keep winning. They are one of only three NBA teams with 20 wins this season thus far. Chris, how we, live update, how are we looking? Uh, they're running out the clock right now, Dave. 122 to 99, your Cavs are going to be victors. All tonight. right. How about that? Offense 122, and they don't give up 100 points. That's, that's pretty damn good. Heck I'm yeah. Impressed. At home against the Jazz, you've got a lot of players that are very familiar with each other, obviously, between those two teams. So you've got a little bit of emotion there. You see there's a great crowd there today. It's like a like a playoff atmosphere. Papa like Cruz of- is at the game today. See? You nice. got all the luminaries in attendance today. <laughs> and the Cavs pull out a big one. So they just continue to win here. This has been a nice little stretch for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And we had J.R. Smith smashing the guitar like Bernie did earlier in the year for the Browns. Gab, where would you rank J.R. when it comes to celebrities in Cleveland? Just cult cult favorites. Like just in this era? Because 2016 wasn't too, too long ago. No. I feel like he's got to be in the top. He's he's up there. He's beloved. He's beloved. And he took his shirt off, I think. That was awesome. That was hilarious. Yeah. His classic move. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's he, I think he's a Cleveland fan favorite of all time. Yeah, and then he comes back and goes to the Cavs game and, and takes his picture with Fred McLeod, the uh the picture of him and and does a nice little tribute there. Oh, um, yeah, I did. Like I, that. I thought that was really cool. That was sent out. So not only that, he he gets it. He gets the connection to the city. He could, gets what, you know, gets us going. Um, that was a nice little tribute. And then he gets on the court and starts arguing, which was also fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So he gets our sentimental side and gets our passionate side. At the, That's right. Uh, both in one one stretch there. So 
Yeah, JR is just one of those guys. He'll never have to buy a beer in this town. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff so far. Browns win. Cavs keep winning. Let's keep that going. It is time for our Labatt interview of the week. Let's kick it off. Dollar Dog Nick, it is interview time with Jake Trotter. All right, live on the Labatt line, we have friend of show. Well, there we go. Friend of show, Browns reporter for ESPN, Jake Trotter. Jake, how are you, my friend? Doing good. This is how committed I am to your podcast. I'm playing pickup basketball at uh, the church I go to in Cleveland. And just take a break. Get some water and uh, come do the podcast. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, where where are you sitting? I got the podcast. Uh, well, well, hang on a second. What are your stats so far tonight? Uh, well, I just missed the shot that would have won the game for us, which set up the other team to uh, win the game. So it was a good time for me to take a break. Oh. Jake, where where are you sitting? We won the first two, and then we just lost uh, – or won the first three and then lost uh, – I'm in the conference room here. <laughs> I, I like the little the, the the curtains behind you. Look very good. Well, over here there's a lot of Greek Orthodox icons on this side. Uh, but yeah, I, I I have the curtain as a as a backdrop here. I love it. How often do you play basketball? You know, during football season, if I can play once a week, that's pretty good. Probably every other. You know, sometimes I'll play twice a week. Um, but you know, I've got three young kids. I've got these Browns to deal with. You guys know uh, it's a lot to get through. Um, so <laughs> try to as much as I can. Try to exercise when I can. There you now, go. What kind of a player are you? If you were to describe your game, where you? I'm going to put him at a combo guard, but I'm going to let him talk. Oh, uh, say it like uh, like Jetty Osmond. Is that a good? Uh, ah, player? there you go. Yeah, like you know, it does the. Happy. You know, can 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 score a little, but mostly looking to do other things. I think is where I fit in. All right, <laughs> like podcasts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do you guys play more than one pickup game on Monday? I'm involved in two. Uh, by the way, can I see? I, I see myself. Is there a way for me to see you guys? I'm just talking to myself here, or is that the way this thing is set up? That's a question for our production crew, and um, he's looking at me with a funny look. So you might be all by yourself in that Greek Orthodox conference room. Okay. Yeah, I've been so fighting I, that I, thing uh, for a while. Yeah, I, have a game, I have a game here, and then I have a game in, in uh, Homestead Falls, where, uh, where I live. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. Wow, so you're basically in a travel league. <laughs> yeah, basically. I got my Thunder, uh, Thunder hoodie on, too. Took my son to the Thunder Cavs game. Was that last last Saturday? I was, you know, I was going to go to Cincinnati the night before the game originally, and then, uh, you know, I was like, I you know, they're only up here once, and and my son really likes watching the Thunder, so we went up to the game, got home, you know, like ten thirty, eleven, and then I woke up at five thirty a.m. on Sunday to drive down to Cincinnati, and got to the game like way too early, like I was bored <laughs> out of my mind for for two hours at Paul Brown Stadium or whatever they call it now. Uh, before anybody else got there. So I was like the first one, I think, that that was in that stadium. <laughs> That's funny. So, all right, let's talk some Browns. We can't go yeah. all all pickup games for basketball because we have a new quarterback since we last talked to you, Deshaun Watson. We've had a few games now to kind of see what kind of player he, he potentially could be for the Browns. What What have you thought of Deshaun's progression over the last three weeks? 
you know, he's been incrementally better. Uh, obviously, that first game was not great. Second one, you know, they they scored one touchdown. Third one, they scored one touchdown. Um, you know, at some point, they're going to have to be a lot better offensively with him to be a factor. You know, let's let's face it, twenty twenty three. I think you know, there's a point seven percent chance that um, the Browns can make the playoffs, but it would basically require two of three of uh, Miami, the Chargers, and Baltimore losing out the Browns winning out. And even at that point, the Browns might need other teams like the Raiders uh, or the Jaguars to, to lose uh, for tiebreaker purposes. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, not impossible, but it, it's a, it's a long shot. And so, you know, everything is building toward 2023. Um, you know, I think viewing Deshaun Watson through the prism of on the field, having not played for 700 days. And then that first performance in Houston, which was not good, you know, he's been he's been better, um, but viewing him through the lens of two hundred thirty million dollars and three first round draft picks, you know, he's going to have to be a heck of a lot better than he has been so far. Um, and I think the question is, A, how long is it going to take? And B, can he get to that level again? And hey, when is that going to happen? Hey, Jake, speaking of uh, being better, what do you think is going on with Cade York? Is it just a weather thing since you're closer and you kind of see what, what happens pregame and practice wise? What do you think is the issue there? Yeah, I mean, with kickers, it can really become mental. And, you know, one of the reasons that Andrew Barry drafted him in the fourth round wasn't just the talent, um, it, it was the mentality and the clutchness that he had uh, at LSU. And it just had that has not carried over. Uh, maybe the clutchness has to some degree because of that Carolina kick, but uh, you know, mentally he's really struggling right now. Uh, he's been, I don't know, maybe the most inconsistent starting kicker in the NFL. Oof. He is a rookie, you know, mm -hmm. so you got to, you know, you can't write him off just yet. Um, but, Do you think I it's mean, more mental? Has, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there could be some technique stuff in there, but it's not a consistent technique issue. Uh, mm -hmm. At least that's the way I've, you know, it's been described to me, which. You know, if your te technique is good sometimes and other times it's not, it's different technique issues. Isn't that a mental thing at the end of the day, right? So uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, you know, the, you spend a fourth round pick on a kicker, you need him to be a heck of a lot better uh, than he's been. And he really had an opportunity, I think, to turn a corner uh, on Saturday against Baltimore because he was out kicking Justin C Tucker. Uh, and then he just absolutely buried that. Was it that third kick? Um yeah, and then, her, and then that narrative went away. I mean, at one point it was like you you could make a case that the story of the game was Cade York out kicking uh, Justin Tucker. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, you know, so far it kind of feels like a lot of the other kickers they've had in the past. You know, the right. Chase Laughlin, the Austin Seiberts, um the Greg you know, Josephs. I saw him hit a game winner. And Chase McLaughlin has been yeah. I feel like every time I'm watching the Colts, he's hitting like five field goals in a game. He's had a very good year, but it's much easier to kick an Indiana Dome than, you know, the dog into the dog pound off the, the coast of Lake Erie. You know, Jake, a month ago, everybody in Cleveland wanted Joe Woods gone. Um, he, the defense for about the last three weeks to, to about a month has seemed to improve. Uh, there's less people calling for his head, although there's still a healthy majority. Um, do you think that he could still save his job coming into the end of the year? And what changes have you seen out of this defense that's allowed them to to improve over the last few weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible he could save his job. I know Kevin Stefanski is not going to fire Joe Woods. Um, 
and so you know it just kind of depends on how this season finishes up but there's no question they've made uh some noticeable improvement across the board in mid-october they were 31st in the nfl in defensive efficiency i think they were just ahead of the, the lions so they, they had the 31st ranked defense in mid-october they're 17th now which is still bad but uh to go from 31st to 17th it's like my first year of college my first semester, I had a terrible GPA. You know, by the time I graduated, you know, it was it was pretty good. But that first semester really, you know, that took me down. And it's kind of similar with the Browns here where it's they're better. It's too too little too late at this point. Um, but I do think they have a lot to build on off the way that they've played lately. And, you know, I think it will make the decision a little bit tougher uh, for for the front office and, the, and, and for Stefanski to decide – you know, what they want to do in terms of defensive staff and defensive personnel. You know, it's weird. Conversely, the Browns offense was in mid-October sixth in efficiency, and now they rank behind the defense. Uh, they're 18th, I think. In, in it's, maddening. it's maddening. And, you know, it's it, it, a lot of it has been the last three weeks. I mean, it just has. They have not been very good offensively since, I mean, they've scored two touchdowns since Deshaun Watson came back. Um, so it's just, we have not had a point this season where it, you know, the defense is playing good football and the offense is playing good football at the same time. There's so many issues with this team, and it's very hard to pinpoint, like, what is wrong with the team, why they haven't had success. So when, when Kevin Stefanski closes the book on this season and we're heading into next season, Jake, what, what do you think is – what is he going to try to pinpoint to just have more success next year? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost – the Deshaun Watson trade create a lot created a lot of distractions for this team. Sure. I mean, we were in training camp and he's taking first team reps and we don't know how many games he's going to be able to play. We know Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starter, but for how many games? I mean, it was very strange in training camp. There were, you know, there, there were headlines almost every day. It felt like from the time they made the trade um, really to now. Right. I mean, almost to the, the to the point he came back. Um, and, you know, I've, I've heard people say, that you know the season was over wasn't over at any point during the season it was over when the settlement came down and they extended the suspension from six to 11 games i actually would i don't know if you guys would disagree think about this i don't think their record would be any different if deshaun watson were suspended six instead of 11 games like what game were they winning after the six game suspension with deshaun watson instead of jacoby Brissett? Um, I, I, I yeah, no, that's a good point. Like the only ones that I could really think of were earlier in the year where he would have been suspended, where you're like, oh, maybe Deshaun could have made that game winning drive. Yeah. But I mean, let's assume that he was suspended the six games. So yeah. his first game back was Baltimore on the road. They were not going to beat Baltimore on the road in Deshaun Watson's first game back. We saw what that looked like at Houston, right? Yep. They were almost fortunate to win that game. Um, you know, they came back and beat Cincinnati anyway, Monday night football, they weren't beating Miami or Buffalo on the road, no matter what, in those games. Uh, Jacoby played pretty well against Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, what did they have? Tampa Bay at home uh, the next – and, and you know, they won that game. They won that game. Uh, Jacoby yeah. played well. And then since then, they've won the games they've won and lost the games they've lost with Deshaun Watson. I mean, I guess you could make the case that, you know, if he came back in week seven, that he'd be so much better now. Based on what I've seen so far, I don't buy that. I think it's going to take the rest of the season – uh, for him to make, you know, gradual progress to get back to even remotely where the level he was at in 2019-2020. So, you know, everybody wants to, you know, fire Joe Woods and fire Kevin Stefanski in the front office. And I think a lot of the criticism is deserved. But 
you know, if you're Jimmy Haslam, you have to acknowledge that the trade that you made in a lot of ways put the 2022 season in jeopardy. And, and, and by extension, it's another year of Nick Chubb's prime, another year of Miles Garrett's prime. And I, I would make the case too, guys, the best roster that Deshaun Watson is going to play with in Cleveland is the 2022 Browns. Maybe not the best team, but I don't know that they're going to be as talented going forward as they are now because the salary cap is going to be problematic with that contract. And then how many first round picks? I was thinking that exact same thing earlier. And that's just that scary right there. Do you think is is Stefanski in lockstep with Watson? Do you think? Because I think that relationship is going to be important here for the next few years, uh, assuming Stefanski sticks around, and obviously Watson's going to be here. So, are they in lockstep? Do you think? Do you think that one's going to work out? Yeah, I get the sense that they are. Uh, you know, I know that when the Haslam's and Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski flew to Houston to meet with Watson right after that. Uh, the, the grand jury in Texas didn't indict him uh, that, you know, he and Stefanski, from what I heard, had a really good rapport right away. And they were, you know, they were on his computer or an iPad or some kind of device. And, you know, he was showing him clips of, you know, things that Watson could approve upon and then ways they were going to use him in the offense, um, you know, using, you know, film of of uh, previous Browns offenses with Baker Mayfield, at quarterback. And I, I, I've just gotten the sense that they have a pretty good relationship. Um and, you know, I think if the Haslam's went to Watson and asked him what, you know, he thought of Stefanski, I think Watson would give him a pretty good review. Um, because let's face it, I mean, Watson has going to have enormous power within the organization going forward. And if he tells Jimmy Haslam he doesn't want Kevin Stefanski there anymore, I think the Browns would have a new head coach. But right, right now, I think that they do have a good rapport. Uh, but, you know, it's going to have to translate to on-field production, you know, pretty quickly here. We just need to get Deshaun Watson to L.A. Rams Baker Mayfield level. I haven't even, I haven't even watched the game. How is that uh, Rams Packers game going? By the way, I have no idea. I, we we have no idea either. I was just okay. referring to his game winning drive. <laughs> that was uh, boy. What do you think of that, Jake? The Raiders have been part of three of the most insane games I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. They lose to an ESPN analyst. <laughs> they lose to Baker Mayfield forty eight hours of prep. Uh, when Baker hadn't played well in like I don't know, seven hundred days, and then uh, they 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 beat the Patriots on like maybe the dumbest play I've ever seen in my life. And I was t- we were out with the kids looking at Christmas lights last night, and I didn't even know that had happened until I started getting all these texts, and I was like, "There's no way this was a real play," and, and sure enough, it was. Bill Belichick on the other sideline of all people, that's amazing. Yeah. That was a very like Brownsian you know type play. <laughs> That the Patriots made there. Hey, Jake, you uh, talked a little bit about um, Stefanski and Watson and their rapport. It seems like Stefanski really likes Brissett, too. Is he going to be our designated uh, quarterback sneak guy? Continue to be. do that? I, I feel like, you know, they, they, uh, you know, Houston, they brought him in and they ran, what was it, a Harrison Bryant reverse. They were kind of setting up the play they ran on fourth and one in Cincinnati, where, you know, kind of you assume that they're going to quarterback sneak or run the ball and then they run play action and, you know, Oof. we know what happened in that game. But I mean, you look at what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts. I mean, Brissett with a quarterback sneak is a real weapon. Although I don't know why Deshaun Watson with a quarterback sneak can't be an effective play as well. Um, you know, it's not the same without Ethan Postich at center because he gets such a push uh, up front. So maybe it's not quite as devastating to play 
but you better enjoy the next three uh, games with Jacoby Brissett, quarterback sneaks, because I, I assume that he's going to have a shot to be a starter somewhere next year. I mean, I think he played that well where, you know, if you're one of these teams that, you know, you're, you're the Carolina Panthers, for example, um, and you, you don't get a quarterback in the draft, uh, you, you could do a lot worse than Jacoby Brissett. Who are you looking at these last few weeks of the season, uh, Jake? Are there any particular players that you're kind of zoned in on that you think, okay, this guy could potentially make a case for being a big player on the team next year, or I'm really looking at his development? Is there somebody maybe under the radar that you got keyed in on? Other than Cade York, right? Other than <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let, let's think about this. So anybody offensively, I mean – not really, right? Don't we all kind of know what they have offensively? Like, I yeah. don't think there's anybody. How about that receiver room? I mean, that seems to be, you know, you, you've got yeah, some players. That... You've got Amari. Right. And then it's like, I I mean, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe my, what, what do you say, Michael Woods the second? I mean, uh, you know, Schwartz is, uh, you know, he's wow. out. You know, I, don't, I can't see Felton doing anything that's going to, you know, reverse the discourse on him. David Bell's injured, and I think we kind of know what he is at this point, right? Um, I hope not. Guy who I think could have, uh, you know, a low key kind of big future in Cleveland. Basically, hasn't played like at all, but I think could be an important player for them. And you know, he might get some some bit snaps here and there. Is James Hudson? Uh, Okay. He's got a chance to be a starting offensive tackle for the, for the Browns next year. Uh, probably on the right side, but, you know, we've seen the way Jed Wills has played this year. Uh, that could be something that they could take a look at. I mean, and this is the problem the Browns are in. You know, you know people are like, well, kind of go get a better left tackle. Like, you just, you're going to be very limited in, the, in the, the levers that you can pull to go do that. You know, I mentioned the picks, but... On top of that, until they restructure Deshaun Watson's deal, like they're not going to be able to go sign that type of player. Um, you know, they had thirty something million in cap space this year. You know why they didn't use it? Because they they need that to roll over so they can keep some of the guys. Yeah, that they have under contract right now. Like that's why I say this is the best wa- uh, roster that Watson's going to play with because that they're going to lose guys. They're going to be able to add guys. They're going to lose guys like Cloudy and. Conklin and Kareem Hunt and, you know, go down the list. Um, it's going to be very difficult until they restructure some contracts, which they may be able to do to bring in those types of guys. So anyway, James Hudson, I think is a guy that I think has got some talent. I think he's kind of intriguing. Uh, and even though like, with the last time we saw him as a starting offensive tackle, what was it that Monday night game against Pittsburgh where it didn't go very well for him against, uh, against Watt. Yeah. I do think that he has the potential to be an intriguing piece going forward. Hey, we'll we'll take that. All right, last one before we get you out of here. Over under thirty three. I think we got some snow coming. I love betting the over, Jake. What do you think? Oh, uh, under. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean the Browns. So the Browns have scored two offensive touchdowns in three weeks. Yeah. They're yeah. Gonna be playing. What is it going to be? Four degrees Saturday. It's, yeah, it's going to be if really that. cold. Maybe some snow. Some snow, um, a ton of wind. Yeah, I just, I can't, I, I feel like first one to 14 points wins this game. 
All right, well, let's hope we get to 14. Jake, we greatly appreciate the time. We'll let you get back to some basketball. I got to go knock down some jumpers here, guys. Let's Thanks go. For having me on. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Appreciate Thanks, Jake. you. Bye-bye. All right, Jake Trotter. I have a feeling he's got a good basketball shot. I feel like he's, he's going to go hit some threes. He looks like someone who definitely practices uh, balance eyes, elbow, follow through. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> And by the way, Gab, show off uh, what you what you're doing off oh. screen there with the. Uh, so, so we figured what what that is. I figured something out. So I just want to show you something. <laughs> let me let me show you this. Now keep so, in mind, I can't see anything. So oh, McNeil. And for yeah. the audio podcast listeners, all right. Well, we'll yeah, walk you the through audio this. Podcast, Great radio. We're playing this, right now. There's this knit contraption with a Labatt Blue Light logo on it. And you might, I thought that the, I thought it went like this. I'll show you. You'll have to come watch this on YouTube, listeners. I thought it was like this. And they're like, there's no way that's right. No, right? that's not it. That's oh, not it. Like it. So stand by. Oh, McNeil, I wish you could see this. All right. I All right so see. she's I'm watching the, re I'm watching it. <laughs> You're live. watching the replay. Oh, nice. good. Okay. So then there's <laughs> this, right? So that's cool. And then I was like, oh, that's interesting. They knit yeah. a little extra side piece. I wonder what's that for. Well, it's a glove. Well, I figured it out. You're sitting there in the Muni lot. Look at that. Before the game in four degrees, and you need to cheers somebody. That's how you do it. You and can... it looks like it's part of your sweater. And yeah, it really goes perfectly with my <laughs> Labatt ugly sweater. They really, really hooked me up. I'm going to do a. All right, let's best. keep going. That is fantastic. Five. We're on day five. This is not a drink, so here you can have this one. On the fifth day of Labattmas. I'm going to go with day six. Wow, you can't go wrong with socks. There we go. We got some socks. Best. All right, day six. It's got to be a drink, right, Dave? Black cherry lime. Nice. Let's keep the party going. Big play bets. Good for you. All right, get ready to bet with us all of 2023. Go get $150 in free bets. Load that into your Tipico Sportsbook app. Just make a deposit, any dollar amount, you get $150 in free bets for January 1st. Go download it in the link in our bios and on the show. And we will see you January 1st for some sportsbook betting in Ohio. Let's look at some of those bets because... Browns, Saints. Oh, gosh, I think it even went down. Over under 32. Oh, okay. 33. No mm. one's betting the over with me. 32. Yeah, I'm still feeling under. Just, just because, <laughs> Are you well, really going over? I mean, Dave? look what we just saw this past weekend. And, um, I know. We're going to have even worse weather. We're going to have to run the ball. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking with Jake. I'm still staying under. Chris, you sound like you're going under as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about wouldn't it. You're you, going would, over? Wouldn't you it. think, though, that all of the odds makers would look at that? I don't know if I've ever seen a an NFL game below th like 31, maybe like 30 at an absolute least. But wouldn't you think they would put this game at like if it was 22 or something? <laughs> no, that's too low. If it was like 20, between 25 and 28, I might do the over. Thirty-two just seems like they, too much of a stretch. They want, to, they want to split it and take the vig, so they got to figure there's plenty of people over on this one. I don't know. I don't see it. A lot of suckers like me. Let's so let's look at this. I'm pulling up the app. 
they have the alternate spreads. So you can do, Gab, mm-hmm. here we go, over 31 and a half. Would you do that? See, that, that, that's no. the bet right there. I'd do that. I wouldn't. No? You don't think so? Well, couple let, of touchdowns on each here. side. Chris, would you do well, 31 and a half? I'd go. I'd take the over on that one. But 32, you won't. Yeah. What, <laughs> McNeil, what are you doing? You sounded so decisive on that half he's point. He's like, nah. And now he's I like 31 half and a half. Although Vegas Definitely. knows. Vegas knows. I don't know. The half does make a difference. The half does make a difference. I had misheard your first one, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we thought last week's 37 and a half was low. This is incredibly, incredibly low for an NFL game. I just have trouble betting the the under. The only reason I don't have trouble is because of what I saw this. When was that? Friday? No, we played Saturday. Yeah. All right, we're gonna, are we going to go under? This could be my first under bet of all time. Real ones go over, Dave. Well, yeah. you know what? It's not January 1st yet, so we'll get some practice Although, unders what, in. What did the Saints score yesterday? Um, uh, let me against, look. Saints. I think they had like mm, 23 or 18 points. I don't remember. Uh, that was twelve. Yeah. Hmm. I think they. I think it was like <laughs> twenty-three to eighteen. I, I think you guys are probably right. Twenty-one. They had. Yeah, eighteen 21. to twenty-one. All right, consensus under. Thirty-one. I know. I'm, now I'm trying to mock up. Yeah, I, Cleveland's I mean, defense has allowed fourteen points per game over the last four weeks. Our offense, eighteen point three. Points over the last four. You know what? Weeks. I see what Vegas is doing. Okay, so I love how Dave's like. You know, how often do you see an NFL game under thirty-one? We saw one yesterday with sixteen. I didn't say that. I said the over/under. You oh, never yeah. see the over/under that low. Yeah, I'm still okay. going under. Now, okay. I misheard a lot there. Now I'm with you. I am back. We have the Red Rocket coming to this game, so Andy Dalton oh shootout with the Sean Watson, maybe. I feel like How he's old a walking is Andy under. Dalton? Andy Dalton is 53. He's three yeah. years younger than than Brandon Whedon. <laughs> Andy Dalton, Brandon Whedon, Colton no. McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no chance. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right. Yeah, we've got bad weather. <laughs> Cleveland 5-0. and Dollar Dog gave us this stat. When Chubb carries the ball 20 times. Five and zero. Oh. oh, I feel like it, I, all right. I'm I'm going under with you guys because the Saints do a lot of running. They've got Taysom Hill. They do a lot of running with him, or throwing, or passing with him, or catching. He does everything. Um, I think we I think we pound it with Chubb. Okay. Under. Uh, stat line this week, Chris. Who do you have faith in to score maybe a touchdown or two? Score a touchdown for the Cleveland Browns. How about Donovan Peoples-Jones? Okay. Let's go. We're going to be running Chubb a lot, but we're going to have to mix it up at some point. Over, under on Chubb. Let's build a stat line for him. If I put it at 100, where would you put it? Over, under. I'm going to have to say over. Let's go over. He had 99 on Saturday. Let's go over. All right. I'm going to give you another over, under. Cade York. Field goal makes one and a half. I'll go over. 
I yeah. feel like he's gonna tighten it up now. Oh, but the weather's gonna be bad again. Mm. Let's let's stop dragging our boy Cade. Yeah, it's uh, it's nothing. That's against, not a drag. It's nothing against him. We're just we're dealing with the the numbers and the reality of his l- performances lately. <laughs> right. I'm saying I'm saying this is a confidence. I'm gonna manifest confidence. There you go. Him. I like where you're headed. How about that? So it's well, gonna be all positives. He's going to go out there. It's going to be a nasty day. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. You're going to have a little bit of snow, and he's just going to stare it all down, and he's not going to miss. Yeah, I think that? he's definitely going to tighten it up after after this performance that we just saw. You know what I mean? He's going to yep. really lock it in. and He may I, even kick off a cleat that and was, just go total barefoot. <laughs> oh it up. You know, a lot of people don't wear sleeves. Our kicker's going to come out there barefoot. First barefoot kicker since Morton Anderson just walking out there. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I have a feeling he's really going to lock it in. I'm surprised that Jake really thinks it's a mental thing. Oh, Bernie, I don't. I, I, think, I think he's right. I think it's the yeah. yips. Because, I mean, the, he can kick it. As a golfer, I know what the yips look like. And okay. I've had them plenty of times. And, and that looks a lot like the yips to me. Hmm. I guess I never, I just figured, oh, he just was out of sync on something, rushed it or whatever. But you're right. A lot of that could all come down to overthinking it too. So, Chris, do you think that NFL kicking is, or I guess kicking in general, is like golf? Like, Chris, you know, when we go out there, one day we'll be incredible. And then the next time you stink and then you have to make like little adjustments, like closing your grip, changing your swing slightly to improve do you think it's like that or or you start doing that and you start making those little adjustments and you screw up your game even worse and the games that you have and the rounds that you have that are the best are the ones where you just totally turn off your head mm-hmm. and you're just out there just playing in the moment sometimes it takes that doesn't it i mean you oh, can only yeah. make so many adjustments and to where you're really working against yourself and i don't know if cade's at that point i don't know the the technicalities and all the mechanics of kicking the football. But I could tell you that we're late in the season and for that to be hitting him now, it's like, it'd be nice if he could just reset and just take a step back and just go up there and just kick the ball. I found in Yeah. I found in, in golf, like I'm best when I'm not thinking about anything like, and that's usually like five to six beers. I was going to say, you're about six <laughs> beers in. It's about the fourth hole. Yes. All of a sudden, you're in the zone. You go you're over like, that, it's, you're, it's game over. But if you can find that mix. So if we could get Cade five that? to six Labats, <laughs> <laughs> but he would have, we'd have to keep him going for that whole game. I feel like that <laughs> would to, be a winning have solution. To come out with one of these. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Gap, you know what we call that? You know what, you know what us golfers call that? What's that's that? That's called aiming fluid. Okay, aiming fluid there we go. Yeah, yeah, just out of curiosity, the ones that he missed, how far were those? Because didn't he, didn't he? Well, the first one that he missed, like, literally went, like, he shanked it completely yeah. sideways. And how far was he out? Um, didn't he hit a really long one, like 58 yards? Did I make that up? That was the game winner week one. No. Okay, I'm thinking of – I thought he had the, – the, the first kick that he made was good, but the, the one that he missed was short. I, I want to say it was, like, f- low 40s or so. Okay. As Dollar Dog looks it up. 43? All right, so the first 42? one was 38. Okay. Wide left. He made that one? No, no. That's he, one missed he missed. That. The first one he missed was 38. Oh, wide okay. Left. Okay. Yeah. The second one he missed, that one was longer, 46. Uh huh. Wide yeah. right. So now he's just got to put it in the middle, right? Okay, so, and the one that he made? 
Um, he made two, I believe. Yeah, two that he, he did. Made. Let's see. The first one was, or the second one, I'm sorry, was 23 chip shot. First one, 47. So he's kind of yeah. all over. Okay. So, yeah, he is all over the Well, here's a question because Chris wants Mental. to yeah. Chris wants to do the positive route with Cade York. Yeah. We're down two. Weather's not great Saturday. Ten seconds left. Where are you comfortable with him kicking a game winner? 23. <laughs> <laughs> 23 yards out. I feel like or he's 47. better. I, like, I don't think distance has anything to do with it. You don't? No, I, I, because he can make it from sixty-five, but then he'll he'll shank one completely, or it'll get blocked at like twenty. <sighs> so I don't care where he is, as long as he gets that geometry going. Yeah. So he's had six misses at home this season. Of those, four of them have come kicking towards the west end. Yeah, that? that's Ooh. next level. That's where next level analytics. That was my oh. next question. Was uh, so we want him kicking. Which towards ones? The dog. Yeah. Did you say we want Very him kicking towards the west, you said? Yeah, he, we were kicking towards the west. And he missed four of the six were missed when kicking west. Four of the six were missed so when So we need west? him kicking towards the dog pound. Right, right. Mm. Strategy. So maybe the dog pound just really, like, gets him going? 66% of his go. misses came, came kicking west. Only <laughs> Huge three. sample size. Kicking east. <laughs> Or That's right. analytics. That's next level. You're not going to find that on ESPN. Do, do you feel like this is what like Stefanski and Prefer and Barry like in deep Podesta like sit around at the bar and this is what they talk about? I'd like. like well, you know, Chris, it's 66 percent this way. Yeah, no, no, probably not. It's probably in there somewhere. They probably have a big book of analytics that they just ignore, and then he goes with his gut anyway. Could be, Chris. Are we winning this game? We are favored by three. Well, we have to. It's a must-win game, Dave. That is true. You know, for all these other playoff scenarios to work, we first have to do our job. So, yeah, let's go out there. Let's win. I, I see us. You know, and Watson's got us. You know, he's playing a little bit, like Jake said, incrementally better every single game, and I think that's very accurate. So I continue to see that. Um, the Saints don't want to be here. The Saints don't want to be playing in Cleveland, you know? It's true. It's going to be cold. It's gonna and be they crap. stink. They stink. They don't want to be here. So let's play like they don't want to be here, and let's beat them. I, I could see the Browns coming out and uh, and putting it to them if if their if their heads in the right spot. I could definitely see the Browns rolling in this one. I I really could, which scares me because I have some strange confidence there in our Cleveland Browns. Wow, for yeah. for under thirty two points. <laughs> All right. So if we're putting a parlay together, this would be it. It would be Browns minus three. Under Nick Chubb over 100 yards. Okay. I like it. We'll see how that does. Any. Um, write that down. Do we have that for next week when we forget? Dollar Dog Nick writes write everything down for us. We should probably write that down somewhere because next week we're going to be like, what did we say? That is true. Yes. All right. Any, any final thoughts for this game? Wear your hand warmers if you're headed out there. Anybody going? Oh, you know what? So speaking of that, our our friend of show, Brett, for he was uh, retired from Ford. He oh, sits in my section. Sits in the the reflog section. Has four tickets, fifty yard line, incredible seats. As Chris, as you know, 
Um, and the, the nice part about those seats is their club level. Inside. You get access to the club. So when you get cold, I'm old. You know, when I was a kid, I would sit out there and I'd laugh at all these old guys going into the club. But now I'm one of those old, <coughs> excuse me, old guys going into the club. <laughs> right on cue. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> old guys going into the club. And it's great. You go in there, you warm yep. up, you grab yourself a beverage of choice, get some food. They always run out of popcorn, and that's another bitch of mine, but we'll save that for another day. There, there we go. You go in there, you can watch the cave, you can enjoy it with other fans, warm up, and then you can go back to your seats for a little time. So that is the best part. Not only are you at the 50-yard line, you also have access to that club, and it's nice and warm. There we go. So I'm either going to take the three boys or we're going to give those away. So stay tuned. I don't think I'm going to take my kids. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a, a project one. in the cold. That's a tough yeah, one. yeah. December games. So we might have a giveaway this week, since we haven't done any giveaways. So that's we'll, a good uh, one. Yeah, stay tuned, that's folks. That's right. Uh, all right. Final thought, Chris. We had the anniversary of Bottlegate this yeah. this past week. I was talking. Angry Browns fan was here at the simulator today and came over for the Bernie show, and he was talking about. Remember the the iconic profile pic? I think it's his his profile pic of a guy throwing the bottle who's been banned for life from the stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. Sir Elton John. And he, <laughs> so he also tried to ruin the Guardian season this year by having a concert over there at Progressive Field. That is true. That is true. So Angry Browns fan found him. His name is Paul, and he had an idea where we need we need to get him access back to the stadium from his lifelong ban. So we have to we have to contact JW and and talk to him to lift the lifetime ban and then Chris, you Angry Browns fan and Bernie can walk him into the stadium. And then he can smash a guitar. <laughs> oh. How about that? We got to set that up. And he should do it on a Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I'm curious to see if Paul has the same haircut. He doesn't. I, I saw the expose. I think Angry Browns fans put it together, but he's kind of changed his life oh, since then. Very interesting. Coming to Jesus, from what I understand, after that incident, and it kind of rocked him, and he, he decided to go a different way with his life and everything else. So this wow. would come full circle if big play can make this happen. I feel and, like uh, he could sneak in. Well, yeah, yeah. No, we just totally sneak different. him in. If I was him, I would. Yeah. Now let's give him a grand entrance. All right. Fair I was going to say he's got to do it legit. Yeah. He got to yes. walk in the front door. There's no more back door for Elton John. This is front door. He walks yeah. right in there. Yeah. He needs to be proud. He needs to to shake his shame, and we we have to support him in that. That's right. Right down the yellow brick road. That's right. Let's do it. All right. We got a project for this week. We'll set it up. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog Show. We will see you next Monday night at 9 p.m. Go check out shacknews.com. Go subscribe to their Twitch channel. Um, Go download that Tipico app. Get $150 free in bets for January 1st. Use that link in our bio and show clip. And go drink some Labatt Blue Lights and pick up some, uh, what are we calling it? Mittens. Or, Mitten. uh, Beer mittens. Beer mittens. That's right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hey, tuning hey, in. Hey, should, what? Should we wish the people something? Uh, oh, I was thinking the next show was pre-Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Go to game. There we go. Oh, yeah.
That would have been the perfect time to cut, but now it's just like kind of awkward. She's like, maybe, <laughs> maybe do it again. Again? Yeah, go, go ahead. Merry go. Christmas and happy holidays. Oh, yeah. It's time. Streaming <laughs> live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The big play! Reflow! 